Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai, and thank you for joining me this evening. Tonight I'll bring you two guests, Kat Jenkins, an organiser, and John Ashton, a participant in The Other Island, a project which enables people living at the margins of society, facing a variety of challenges, to tell their stories. Now you may remember that this time last year we spoke to Kat Jenkins and her colleague Veronique while they were in the planning stages of The Other Island. This is a project which began last September, which they were hoping would shine a light on what life can be like when coping with often invisible difficulties such as poverty, isolation, addiction, mental or physical health issues, homelessness or discrimination and to help those people who are often unheard to find their voices. Well, we're now joined by one such person who certainly found his voice. John, the project was focused around workshops in all kinds of media. How did it start for you? I was a couple of weeks late going. I was on holiday and then when I went, they just asked me to write something. I just, this, I've never written anything before in my life. Even my invoices and quotes go out by my wife. I just jot it down in rough, you know, baby language sort of thing and she does it and they just asked me to do uh, one and I, I think, what was it? I remember, wasn't it? I remember. I remember and I did that and a couple of them were amazed about it. Can't and stop just, you now. <laughs> just come it's off. brilliant. No, you just said, just think what I can remember and that's how it kicked off. That's what I did, a, did that and I've done, I've done about six or seven. I, 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 I should do more. I've, I've just, I was doing, I was starting another one last night which is um, uh, the, uh, the the rock and horse of life. It's a, it's about how you see. Um, I've got a daughter and a son. They're, they're grown up now. They're be in their thirties, you know. And uh, it's just about the rock and horse of life of what the daughter goes through and her friendship with the father. Mm. You know, daddy's going to be there, sort of thing, for her all the time. You know, because my daughter's pretty. Let, let's, for instance, she wouldn't emigrate. She. she Alaman, her husband's German, but if he ever wanted to go to German, I don't know what she would never. He wouldn't ask her to go there, anyways, you know. Yeah. But she'd never leave because she's hands on with a, with a mother and obviously mm. with the grandkids and that, you know. And it's just a bit of a, a poem. It's 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 not it's 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 not part of it's true and part of it's not sort That's of thing, not, you know, Because yeah. obviously I haven't been There's there. For, for, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there for all the time for her, so I've just started that one at the moment. Yeah, which is it's, and I'm just going to call it the Rock and Horse of. Uh, I love you know, that. Yeah, rock and horse of life. Yeah. It sounds like you've really got into this writing thing, even though, like, I don't know, did you struggle with writing when you were growing up? I did, yeah. I was I was very poor at uh, writing and English at school. was about average at maths, but English, no, can't spell, nothing, no one no input at all to it at all, no. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that was, it, I mean, the fact that you've, you've, really sort of throwing yourself into it now suggests that perhaps the problem wasn't with you it was sort of circumstance or um it reads as though you've got quite a talent for this so it makes me think like maybe i don't know the it, the, the system didn't work for you or something like that was school good fun or was it just um not not necessarily it's good fun i was never uh, bullied or anything like that at school you know i got on with good friends and all right but i was just never really interested in it i think it was in, in my generation there was quite a lot of us in the same way Way. you know we just wanted to leave school at 15 and push a wheelbarrow about you know and that was really it a lot of us were, were like that you know and uh, I never really took it up after and I've always been uh, musically orientated because obviously my father was a musician and I've always been into music that way but I never actually thought I'd have 
I could write anything down, you know. I tried a bit of art in my younger days, me, you know, I could draw a picture and that, but I was never really took it really up. It was only when we did the other album and Kat asked me to do it that I was quite shocked when I did this first poem. I remember and I thought, you know, and then one of the said I could write. One of the girls, uh, Jeanette, said, uh, you know, I could make that into a song. You know, it was, you know, it was that good. And I was really amazed about. It. I was actually chuffed. I was proud. <laughs> yeah. I bet, and you've every right to be. I think when you yeah. like when you discover a talent that you didn't know you had, yeah. it's um, it changes your life, doesn't it? Like. Mm. You said that you started with the prompt, I remember. Is yeah. that how the workshops mostly worked? Um, it was like a practice writing. It was, uh, what, what it was, I it was I remember. So I just put down every, the title of it was I remember. So I went, uh, I remember my first day at school, which I, I still remember that today. Uh, but I cried all the way for not the circumstances of going to school, for the circumstances of other things. And then it just went through from, from the mother and father getting married and divorced twice. I remember that. And, uh, you know, I just wrote it down in like two minutes. We had to write it down. It was just the first poem I've ever done. Yeah, and I just wrote it down. It's beautiful yeah. that I remember. This is John Ashton's John the Builder Remembers. I remember my first day at school and the anxiety I felt at having to be separated from my sister, leaving her at home unprotected. I remember the mixed emotions as my mother and father remarried, fearful and worried for the future. I remember the day I left school feeling uncertain as to what my future would hold and the lack of security ahead. I remember getting my first wage packet and feeling proud and independent. I remember the excitement of meeting and taking my first girlfriend out, who later became my wife. I remember my children being born, pride, joy and happiness, my family, my hope. I remember my world starting to unravel as depression and addiction crept up and took control. I remember my problems building and taking over and the feelings of despair and being unable to cope. I remember the feelings of hope starting to appear as the light began to shine through the cracks of despair. I remember always being grateful to Dat for putting me on the road to recovery. I remember smart every day for the support they gave me and for keeping me on track. I remember there is another life beyond the wall of despair. It's called hope and it comes in many forms. I remember that hope for me is letting go of the past, dealing with the present, looking to the future. I remember how far I've come on this journey. I remember others and the need to share my story. I remember that we all need help and encouragement at some time and that smart is here for all whenever we need. Yeah, you hear it in a different way, you don't can, you? Yeah, it's the first time anyone's done that. Yeah, oh, it's really, really? yeah, I've never heard it before. It's really good. Yeah, it doesn't sound like I. You wouldn't think I'd wrote that. <laughs> Janet um, Lee's was leading the a lot of the writing parts, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, Vero did some, but um, Janet led most of them, and she had this amazing array of prompts to help us get into um, the creative process and and start to write things. And I remember it was one of one of the best. I think yeah. really good. Yeah. John, for you, this is this is kind of carried on. Although the workshops were in September of last year, um, you've written a number of poems. Now. I have, yeah, I've got them on my phone. I, uh, I was trying to have a look from the other day there actually, because when I was away, I, I just uh, a lot of them were dark poems about addiction and depression and that. But I've, I think I've come out of that now a bit. And as I say, I'm doing this one, uh, you know, about a, a young girl, you know, which I probably haven't done it probably tonight so I just jot it down tonight and um, yeah it's a uh, it's really interesting it's really good you know you, you, you look at it you're a bit proud of it you know but they were really dark poems you know you know at first because obviously they, they, they were about 
about my life sort of thing. How did it feel when you were writing them? I imagine it must have been quite cathartic. It was, yeah, yeah, and it does bring back memories, you know, brings back dark memories, and obviously it brings back good memories as well, you know. But uh, Jeanette there, when she, she did, it was very good the way she did it because I would never have done it. It was the way she just brought it out on us, you know. Not just me, everybody was there, you know, and it was really, I think we were all amazed you know, when we when we did it, you know, what, what we could do, you know. Because mm-hmm. as I say, I'm not an academic. Uh, academic person <laughs> but um i don't know there's there's academia and there's academia isn't yeah. it because like um i really like the way you write um and it's so unfiltered if you know what i mean and i think that's really important i suppose when you're writing you're viewing things from a completely different perspective yeah. what was that what was that experience like um it's like uh, it's like a biography but it's it's like someone else writing it for you uh, i don't know if you're honest it's like um you're writing it from the outside and looking down yeah, really good. And how did it feel sharing what you'd written with people you love or people you've never met before because they're so personal? That I have, yeah. I've, I share them with anybody who wants to look at them, yeah. Because it, it, it's uh, what I try and do, and as I'm here today as well, is not because yeah, I've done this and I'm, I'm, I was uh, this, that, and you that I'm here to try. Well, I want to be here to try and help other people. That there's things out there that if you're, you've got problems, your mental health issues, addictions, whatever else it is, there is places in the Isle of Man which I didn't know of when I had it. That there, there is a lot of people out there that are willing to help. There's quite a lot of uh, places to go, and um, I'm really amazed when I packed in that like the feet it all everything opened up for me you know and there was there's so much to do now what, what i do here you know there's and there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help you you wouldn't think that in the isle of man because i know a lot of people say well this is about the isle of man that there, but there is a lot of places out there and people out there and things to do out, out there to help you you know if you've got certain problems what's helped you what's helped me i would say um as through mental health and addiction well, first of all, you've got to be really stubborn and selfish. I would put that down. It, to, help, to help yourself, you've got that's the, your priority. You've got to be really selfish and stubborn to do it, you know. And then you've got likes of dat, uh, smart, uh, motivate, you know, really brilliant organisations to you know to help you out. They, they, you know, ten out of ten for them to, to help to, to help you out. And then you go on from there, and like the other island was there to help me as well, you know, and help other people there, you know. It, it's uh, you know I was I was really amazed that there was things I thought there was nothing you know you were just you were just sidelined but there there is quite a lot of uh, uh, organisations in the Isle of Man that that will help you if you want the help. In the workshops, um, as part of the the other island, you were you're working with so many other people in a right. similar situation to you, and yet everybody seems to have found their niche in a different place. Yeah, it was really interesting for me that actually because part of the point of the other island was to try and get. Um, the rest of the world to understand something of the life of people that have got certain struggles Um, because sometimes people can be dismissive they can say we've brought it all on ourselves Um, there's a sort of othering that goes on people look at look at someone who's marginalized or struggling and say well I'm not like them um, and it must somehow be their fault and I wondered because we were such a mixed bag of people we'd had we had people who had experience of homelessness, of addiction, of various different mental health challenges and physical health challenges. Whether we would find that same othering going on within the group, people looking at someone else and going, well, I'm not as bad as you, or I don't understand. And actually, people were really generous and supportive, weren't they? Um, it was lovely to see how um, people encouraged each other along and 
um, took time to go off into pairs and share bits of their stories. Um, there was a lot of laughing, wasn't there? There was a lot of laughter. It was great. You must have had, as Kat said, so much positive feedback, but were there any negative experiences at all um, in sharing your work? No, not at all, no. Not at all about anything like that, no. Everything was positive. I showed them to quite to um, a few people, even Michael Cowan, you know, who's a well-known poet in the Isle of Man. Mm. Yeah, I showed him to him. He's a good friend of mine. Um, can I just say, I, I've never thought about this before, but I can remember when my daughter got married about two years ago, and I was at a smart meeting, and that was the Friday afternoon smart meeting, and uh, I said, I'm off now. I'm going to write my speech for me for the wedding. And uh, I went down, and I've not shown I'm not I'm not shown it to Karen, and I never th- thought about it. I've only just thought about it now when I'm here. Mm. And uh, I went down to, and it took me ten minutes. And I just wrote a speech out about, and it was a speech about my daughter. You know, you get these ones, and they're funny, and they joke, and they laugh, and it wasn't. It was about a young girl, mm. and it was it was only short, short and sweet. And I can remember one girl there when I was read the speech out because I was really nervous when I did it because I've never done anything like that before and uh, I read the speech out and I got such a big applause and one girl was crying mm. about this speech when I did this speech so, I, so I never and only till now when we've said that yeah and I've just realised yeah and, and I did this speech for my daughter yeah I never thought yeah, so of it yeah. been in there. I never thought of that mm. until now yeah I suppose that's the wonderful thing about this and the the directions that people have taken there's um photography and video as well um tell us are there are there any particular um artworks that have stood out to you recently Kat? Oh, i have to say that um vanessa's uh i am the drum video absolutely leapt out at me it was beautiful um and it was quite a surprise to me as well because this lovely bubbly south african little lady came in and she was um talking away about various aspects of her life and uh, then Janet gave us an I am prompt and she sat down and wrote this poem in about mm, 15 minutes or so and worked with Jack Brideson who did the video video work for us Um, and it turned into this amazing kind of performance piece. It's just beautiful. It's just so full of um, power. Dreams real or remembered, fragmented. I am the drum beating, calling, images drumming. I am my mind to mindless, as reality is drumbeat to a state of silence. Mindfulness and mindlessness. I am the drumbeat, I am the soul of the drummer many moons ago. A life for the moment as my hands beat the drum of long ago. I am a life relived in the music from the rhythm of a new mind. I am a new me, tuned in in a moment of synchronicity. I am the dream I dreamt of searching far and wide for an audience to hear my story told through the rhythm of intense drum symphony, following places, memories, all alive in the practice of boom, beat, boom, crash, smash, rolling, tapping and mind snapping into peace and calm and slower rhythms till sleep hypnotizes us into listening to the beat. I am the beat, I am the rhythm, I am the future, I am the instrument, I am the hands that bring the drum alive. Beat, beat the rhythms, the rhythm of the waves, beating into a breakthrough of mind with technology, a beating drum in the heartbeat. I am the drum, I am the drummer. And then another thing that really leapt out for me was just... Uh, one one morning, I came into 
we used the um, upstairs rooms of Trinity Church Hall. And um, I came in and Richard Hall, our minister, was downstairs. He said, have you got a record player on upstairs? I said, I don't think so. Potted upstairs. And then the grand piano in the corner was Damien, um, who had just sat down at it and started tinkling away. And this beautiful music was cascading down the stairs, all these notes tumbling down the steps. And um, who'd have known that he had that talent in there? One of our other island team passed away recently. Um, that was John Wirralier Grant, and he was a really funny, kind-hearted, much-loved member of the of the team. Um, he was incredibly humble and generous in how he shared some quite painful parts of his experience, um, and he did so. He was always very clear that he did so with the help, with the aim of helping other people um, to find out, as John's just said, how much help there is out there um, and that people struggling with these things are not alone. You can feel a very lonely world, world in your head when you're struggling. Um, and we were we were so shocked um, and and saddened to, to hear of his passing. Um, but we'd just like to remember him and um yeah p uh, pay our respects to his memory for the future he was he his his work stays up there on the site and um we're really grateful for the input that he gave us all the more reason to keep spreading the word keep talking about things like yeah. this keep keep yeah keep people connected keep people it was the connection that was the thing really yeah, wasn't it, was, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they tell us all the time in the addiction rooms that the opposite of addiction isn't abstaining, it's it's connection, and that's what mm. helps you get away from those things. And um, I think any of these things that help people share their experiences, realise they're not alone, and connect is, is really valuable. So there were all sorts of creator talents that people that we didn't that we uncovered that we didn't know were in there. Sometimes that was, as in John's case, even he didn't know was in there. And although these workshops took place last September, this sounds like something that's kind of gained its own momentum and is really carrying on. Yeah, it's nice to see that people um, most of, most people have carried on with what they picked up. Um, so that was hopefully that's brought something into people's lives that that will stay with them. Um, but another uh, another important aspect of it f uh, was, I think, the in the insights that it gave to people on the outside. Um, one comment that somebody made when they were explaining what their day to day life was like really captured my imagination, and that was that because of the medication they're on, um, where you are, your eye might get up at whatever time, and we've got a full day, and then we go to bed maybe a bit early, a bit late. Her medication gives her 
something like a two to four hour window of actually being able to properly function. And the rest of the time, she's absolutely exhausted and can't do much more than lie on her bed. And she said, I'm having to cram my whole 24 hours into this four hours. And it just sounded such a challenge. And people made these comments, these little asides would come in from nowhere that just really wanted capturing. That was the whole point, was to to give people some sort of insight into some sort of insight into the struggles that people have, not in a, not necessarily in a depressive way, but just to try and create a bit of compassion and understanding. Um, so that was that was a highlight for me. I learned so much about people and from people. We learned a lot between each others, and, yeah. uh, and I like the comment before when you you were saying that there was, uh, there, when we were all in the group, there was no one thinking, well, I'm. I've got this wrong with me. I've got. We didn't. Mm. It was like a family sort mm. of thing, it like was, a big family sort was. of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I never, yeah, never realised that. Yeah, yeah. And it sometimes there were people that you wouldn't normally meet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was everyone was different in their own way, weren't they? Mm. There was different addictions and different health problems or mental health. There was everyone was a sort of like a different person in their own way. But bring, funny. It, bring, it, bring it, it on was again. Funny as well. <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. it bring was it on really again. Funny. <laughs> Do you think there'll be another one? I very much hope so. What um, one or two of us have been talking about? I've been speaking with. You remember Veronique? Um, we spoke on the. She spoke on the phone in your last interview um, about whether we could um, COVID-mindedly um, perhaps create a version of it that would run potentially remotely if people um, either needed to because of another lockdown or physically weren't able to get in and out of Douglas because we did have quite quite a few people weren't able to come on it, A, because we got filled up, all the places were filled up, or B, because they had challenges getting in. Um, so we were, fortunately, we were sponsored to be able to pay people's bus fares if they needed them. But some people, even so, that ch- that getting to and from was too much of a challenge. And it would be lovely for people to, people to be able to participate um, from their sick bed with a tablet or something like that so i think we might try and find a way of making it more inclusive for people that can't get around and that's been one huge benefit of the whole covid i think it's been a terrible time for many people but the process that we've had to go through to make sure that people are included and in touch through technology hopefully will carry on to include all the people who were in isolation throughout their lives you know who's for whom lockdowns nothing new (laughs) people say why do children play but actually it's why do we stop and Mm. we should carry on playing experimenting and trying new things out and without being ashamed of it Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah absolutely i think it just come to my mind there you you know about this is more about addictions that when we were doing the other island thing we were all different sort of characters and that um we were on the we were all basically we weren't cured or I can say that but we were all on the road to recovery sort of thing mm. would we have known we had these talents if we were still in the thick of it in the thick of it yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. as when you start to get the help you you didn't realise you know that you you, 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 you well, I'm not saying a talent or whatever well, I wouldn't say I'm a talent but you would. wouldn't have known that, you, that there was you know and with the help of all the organisations it can bring that out in you into a certain uh, you know yeah, I think you've got to be, you've got to at least be seeing some light, haven't yeah, you, to, right, yeah. to grab on um, to that helping hand. And it doesn't yeah. cost anything, does it? You know, it doesn't cost anything at all, you, you, you know. No, no. creativity's free. It's free, And yeah. so's friendship.
There is so much more artwork to be enjoyed on the project's website, which is simply theotherisland.im. But for now, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. I'll be back at the same time next Wednesday. And if you'd like to hear anything from today's show again, just head to manxradio.com, where Spotlight is available every week as a free podcast. So have a lovely creative week. Slen you. <laughs>